Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Friday, January 13th. I have a special guest today. And uh, as always, the podcast is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Joining me today on the podcast this morning is a voice you will recognize if you listen to any of our Track Talk episodes uh, last year, Mr. Matt Ridgway. Matt, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm great, other than the fact that uh, this is an emergency appearance and it is completely off the cuff and unprepared. So I will just go with the flow and uh, try to speak as educatedly as I can uh, on whatever we're talking about, which I'll find out as we hit. How does well, that sound? Well, Matt, you're a daily listener to this podcast. You know 90% of the stuff we talk about is off the cuff and unprepared. This is true. And then if you want it refer to our track talk which you referenced the other day it's, we should just call it tangent talk because that's kind of what we do we just make it up as we go so the tangent we be fine here. the tangent uh today is national gluten free day uh i know a lot of people who have gone to the gluten-free diet i have never tried it i'm really not even sure what in the hell gluten is um but uh i think gluten and msg are what makes food taste good so give me all of the gluten that nobody else wants yeah, you and I are in the same boat. I've heard of gluten-free. I know it's popular. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't begin to explain it to you, and my interest in it is even less than that. <laughs> Today is also Peach Melba Day, which is a French type of dessert. Uh, it has peaches and raspberry sauce on top with vanilla bean ice cream, and it looks like a little drizzle maybe of some caramel and some sliced nuts on top. This actually looks really good. It sounds too sweet for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of, you and I, again, once again, find ourselves in kind of in line about sweets and desserts. I'm not really a big dessert guy. Uh, I don't think I would have any. I don't even eat peach cobbler, and I'm from Georgia, so um, pecan pie is about it for me. You know what? Now that you said that about peach cobbler, I'm trying to think if I've ever actually had peach cobbler. I don't know if I, I have to have My had at some point. Loves peach cobbler. She made some the other night just because. <laughs> this is delicious, Matt, and you're not going to get any of it. Yep. Well, everybody enjoyed it, and I had none, which is fine. <laughs> and I had none. I just I just cracked open a beer. That was my dessert. I'm an elite athlete trying to take care of my body. I don't. I can't. Uh, be having peach cobbler every night so yeah i just cracked up in a beer had that stuff. yeah you got you got to get into game shape man your season's about to start i do have to get into game shape i uh first i have to learn all of my job responsibilities and figure all that out so uh, it's coming along though you can figure out your job responsibilities on the fly don't worry it, you know you don't you don't have I mean, a driver going 200 miles an hour on the track or anything and time is of the essence yeah i would not begin to explain to you 
how much of my new job is going to be trial by fire. Like, figure it out in the heat of the moment. So, That's the best way to learn, but, man. That's the best way to learn. Yeah, I mean, I have a proven track record with that, with that style, so uh, I'm not too stressed about it. I mean, I think you should be trained pretty well with that. I mean, that's that's how the army trains for a lot of stuff, isn't it? Well, no, the army trains with powerpoints and then expects that to relate uh, to real world situations. So <laughs> it's it's even worse. <laughs> All right, let's get into our topics today. We have the Hawks at the Pacers tonight. Uh, and then they go back-to-back on the road. They're in Indianapolis tonight, and then they go to Toronto. Uh, they, the Pacers have already announced this morning that Tyler uh, Halliburton is out, so that's their top score, which is good for the Hawks. We have already uh, The Hawks have already announced as well that Capella is out for the Pacers game, and I would assume he's going to be out. But the, he's close. He's cl- yeah, he's been close for a month. <laughs> he's close. Don't uh, worry. He's close. He's close. I don't, know, uh, yeah, I don't know what their definition of close is, but it is quite different from my my definition um so yeah he he's out at least tonight versus the pacers probably out tomorrow night versus the raptors we'll see what trey i I, the illness thing that popped up against milwaukee the other night seemed really odd to me and and weird timing uh going up against yeah like it's dude the you know how they'll pull mlb players off the field in the middle of a game like in the center fielder just got traded and they have to pull him out of the game because he can't get hurt now. I, I don't know. I wonder if that's what's going on because we've heard all the rumors that there's a, a discourse between Trey and the organization. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's it, it seems like every single night we get something else about, especially Trey and the organization, John Collins and, and the rest of the team. And it's it's not a great situation, man. I, I, I don't want to see Trey get traded. Um, and I, I don't want to see John get traded, but there's so many rumors out there, and everybody's just hush hush in the Atlanta Hawks front office. So it, they're just letting these conspiracy theories and rumors and everything run wild because nobody's shutting them down or, or backing them up. You know, it's just it's quiet. Yeah, I think that's the scariest part because it's with like the Braves and Alex Anthopoulos, you expect quiet. That's kind of his mo. Basketball and the Hawks don't have that same reputation. So the fact that all we've got all these rumors circulating and nothing from the like crickets from inside the organization, but with all these unexplainable, I don't want to say unexcusable, but definitely unexplainable situations happening with star players. Yeah. It, it makes me, it leads to a lot more questions than answers. That's yeah, very, it's very, very odd. I mean, you're, you're 19 and 22 at the halfway point, not great, but Hey, we can still come back for it. We're still technically in the play in, uh, position tonight we have a seven o'clock tip and then saturday seven thirty, up in toronto matt if you wanted to fly up to indy you can get into the building tonight to see the pacers host the hawks for eight dollars that is a pretty good deal but i think i'm gonna rack up my air miles enough as it is this year so i'm gonna pass on that yeah that's true you're gonna have a lot of frequent flyer miles once the season's over yeah you're not kidding you'll be able to go wherever you want well i fly on a private jet so it's not like i uh i, I don't fly commercial so none of it counts for oh anything. oh well excuse me mr private <laughs> jet flying man not not to brag or anything <laughs> but hey do y'all do y'all fly to like even close tracks on a plane or, or do you take like a bus or something the closest one we fly to would be bristol tennessee that, that was the one i was wondering about yeah okay excuse me i got a frog in my throat this morning um 
the tracks we drive to Charlotte, North Wilkesboro, Martinsville, Virginia, uh, Darlington, South Carolina. That's probably about it. Everywhere like Richmond, Atlanta, Daytona, we're flying. So now, do y'all fly when you fly to Atlanta? Do you fly into that uh, airport that's right next to the track, or do you go through Hartsfield? Uh, neither. It is oh. a, another airport, and I can't tell you the name of it. I don't know. I have flown into it before. Um, the The airport right next to Atlanta Motor Speedway isn't big enough for the team planes. It's a it's big enough basically for the uh, pilots. Um, I'm sorry, the drivers and their private jets and oh, those okay. guys. So oh, that's I- who flies into that airport. Those planes you see taking off after the race uh, on that, those are all drivers um, and their private jets. The team's planes are a little bit bigger and can't fit in and out of that airport uh, logistics or runway length. So we landed a different airport. Um, I can't think of the name. We drive by Rick Ross's house. If anybody knows where that's at, uh, that's cool. Uh, so if you can, if you know of an airport near Rick Ross's gigantic mansion, uh, I guess it used to be Evander Holyfield's. Somebody said we drove by it, and somebody said it used to be Evander Holyfield's uh, mansion, and now it's Rick Ross's. So that's awesome. If you know where that's at, the airport in the vicinity of that, that's the one we fly in and out of. Cool. I didn't know. I just figured y'all flew into uh, into. Uh that airport right next to it. I didn't even think about being too small for a team plane. That makes sense. That makes total sense. So, yeah, the Hawks the Hawks in action this weekend. Two games this week. We also have the AFC playoff picture. The wild card round starts this weekend. We went over the NFC yesterday. Today we're going to hit the AFC. Uh, and one more thing on the AFC, actually, they decided that if the AFC championship game comes down to the Bengals and the Bills. That game will be played in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I think that was the the right choice. It is a neutral site. It is a beautiful, beautiful venue. And unlike Indianapolis, Atlanta can host a volleyball tournament and a football game all in the same weekend. We have the facilities and everything needed to do that. So uh, sucks to suck, Indianapolis. We're better. Yep. Yeah, that don't give out Atlanta the opportunity to make more money. We won't turn that down. Yeah, so. we can. Hey, we can host everything. We can host everything yeah. all on the same weekend. Turn it out. Yeah. Uh, the first bring, game. Mafia, bring us your tourist money. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And- Those are two great fan bases, too, that I think will travel really well. Yeah. The drive from uh, Cincinnati down to Atlanta is not a bad drive. I mean, it's, you know, it's like seven hours, but it's it's pretty. Once you get into Kentucky and Tennessee, it's a pretty drive. The first uh, the first AFC playoff game we have this weekend, Chargers at Jags, Saturday at 8-15. Matt, who do you like in this game? Uh, man, this is the closest one to call for me. Uh, I think I'm leaning Jags. I just like the, the way they're playing right now. Um, so that would be my guess. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like the way the Jaguars are playing right now. I like what Trevor Lawrence has done this season. And I like the fact that Urban Meyer has gotten the Jacksonville Jaguars to the playoffs by leaving last year. I think that was a uh, you know a big thing for him to do. As soon as he left, boom, playoff team. So that, that Urban Meyer yep. you know magic is still floating around Jacksonville. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, next one is Sunday at 1 p.m. Dolphins at the Bills. What are you thinking about this one, Matt? Uh, I'm taking the Bills. I, if Tua was healthy and I was confident in the Dolphins, I would it'd be a closer match for me. But to me, this is an easy 
easy pick. Uh, the Bills are still firing on all cylinders, especially now with some extra motivation. Uh, give me the Bills. But I mean, by by fifteen plus. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. You say fifteen plus, which is kind of ironic. The the spread right now is thirteen and a half Bills at home. Uh, I think oh, no. I think the Bills win, and I think they cover. Funny enough, the Jaguars are actually home dogs to the Chargers. They're two and a half point home dogs to the Chargers. Um, so that's a, that's a little bit of an interesting thing there. Bills, I'm taking the Bills as well uh, because the Dolphins are going to have a backup quarterback. And speaking of backup quarterbacks, the last AFC game of the weekend is Ravens at Bengals Sunday at 8:15. Lamar Jackson is out; uh, he will yes. not play. Huntley will be starting for the Ravens. Who you got in this one? Uh, you've you've just covered all I need to know. <laughs> Bengals at home on that's, this one. That's, yeah, give give me Joe B. and uh, and in another not close, particularly close game. Yep, I'm with you on that one as well. The spread on that one's nine <laughs> nine and a half. Uh, I would take the Bills and nine and a half, or excuse me, the Bengals at nine and a half, just because of the backup. So th- two of the three AFC Championship games are going to feature a backup quarterback and uh, three of the teams left in the playoffs are all starting their backup quarterback with Brock Purdy, uh, Skylar Thompson, and Tyler Huntley. Um, so three backup quarterbacks, hey, they could make some waves, especially Brock Purdy being the um, the most irrelevant man in football there with the 49ers in the, on the NFC side. I agree, but I think you'll agree with me that he probably has the best shot of all the backups in the Yeah. Yeah, thousand percent agree. And that, and that may have as much to do with his defense as it does him, but you know, you got what you got. So. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Matt, yesterday the NFL Pro Bowl events were all announced, and I haven't been this excited for the NFL Pro Bowl in a very, very long time. Probably since when I was a kid, uh, and the game actually cared and the players actually tried. Um, so they are going to have these events set up at the Pro Bowl weekend, and I will watch every single one of these. Uh, dodgeball is the first one. I can't wait to see elite wide receivers in the NFL playing dodgeball uh, alongside linebackers who are going to try to throw the ball at least 300 miles an hour. I don't know if we're going to get any quarterbacks in the dodgeball team, but that would be that'd be fun as well to see them just hurl balls at people's knees and faces. Uh, the next one we have is longest drive. That's interesting because we have a, I know there's a lot of great golfers in the NFL, there's a lot. There's also a lot of bad golfers, so I'm interested to see how far some of these guys can drive. I hope Aaron Rodgers participates in this because he is a fantastic golfer, and I'm in, I like to see these athletes try to do something else that's not really in their wheelhouse. You know, a lot of these NFL players are muscle laden, massive human beings, and you know, golf has a little bit of a finesse asset to it. So it'll be interesting to see. Who can swing a club the best? And then we have the normal flag football game. I think we've had that for a couple years now. That's sort of self-explanatory. Tug of war, I think that'll be fantastic. Get some of these defensive and offensive linemen paired up against uh, some of these uh, linebackers who are just massive. I mean, you get who's the, uh, who's the who's the big guy that plays in the defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles that went to Georgia last year? Uh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. I, I hope Jordan Davis is on one of the tug of war teams because. All you have to do is uh, sort of latch that rope onto his belly, and he's he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, just speaking of the defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles, you've also got Ndamukong Sue, who's like the nastiest player in NFL history. I now, forgot he's about He's calmed him. down a lot in the last years, 
but you combine Jordan Davis and Dominican Sue and put them in a tug of war, I can't think of anybody uh, a more fierce tandem. I completely forgot about Dominican Sue. I that that completely slipped my mind. Uh, we have precision passing, where the quarterback um, for each conference will complete a one-minute accuracy competition and gain points based off the number of targets they hit. Uh, we will have best catch, which is a competition of two rounds. It calls for players from each conference to compete and who can make the best reception, putting emphasis on creativity and uh, you know, if, if, like talent. This is almost like a dunk contest to me, the best catch thing. I think that'll be really cool to see what the wide receivers can uh, create and invent on the fly. And I think this is going to be one of the coolest highlight events of the Pro Bowl is the is the I, best catch. I think this is this will be the show, I think. It'll be fun. It'll be the most fun, probably. Uh, we also have Gridiron Gauntlet, which will allow six players from each conference to compete in a side-by-side relay race through obstacle course showcasing strength, speed, and agility. We've had this before, and I always loved this. I thought that was just fun. You'd have a you'd have a wide receiver catch a ball, a running back run the ball, uh, a quarterback usually started it off by throwing it, and then a you know a defensive tackle or tackling somebody or an offensive lineman blocking a blocking a sled down the down the field. I think this will be this will be neat just to see uh, the speed and strength of some of these guys, especially if they're not in pads. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think it'll be fun to watch. This, I mean, this whole lineup. It's I, cool. I think you covered You said, yeah, exactly. It's something different. It's something cool. Uh, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since, I don't know, 12, 13 when I was there just because it was right before they moved it to Miami because no one cared. Uh, the last year in Honolulu, I think I was there because I was stationed there at the time. And uh, the military always got like so many free tickets or whatever. So some of the events and so I think the last NFL Pro Bowl activities I took any interest in is only because I was physically present for um, so this may be the first one in a man a decade that I've even remotely cared about so I'm excited and the the last uh, the last event they released now they're going to have more I believe they released closer to the Pro Bowl but the last one they released yesterday was Kick Tack Toe Kick-tack-toe calls for each team's kicker, punter, and long snapper to face off in an oversized tic-tac-toe competition. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> That's going to be so much fun, man. I wonder who the creative marketing team that had to come up with all this was and how long it took. I, I don't know, but they did a good job. H- however long they did it, they did a uh, they did a fantastic job. Um, and the only thing I could say they should have added here, and it might be announced and they might have it, I would love to see a softball game between the AFC and the NFC. There is a softball game, or you should add one? I, I think they should add one. I think that'd be a, I think that'd be a fun thing to watch, a celebrity softball game between the AFC and NFC guys. I, I would agree with you, but I don't think the NFL will do that because it would it would dare to help promote another sport, and they, you know, <laughs> the NFL's not have that in the nfl's world no other sports exist (laughs) well if you looked at the ratings from the past the top 100 rated tv shows last year no other sport does exist it's 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 nfl football and that's it everybody else is competing for a hundred and first spot essentially yeah that is a fair point (laughs) uh, Uh, i would appreciate if the nfl wasn't so smug about it 
Now we we didn't we never had a rant about certain sports being smug about their own sports and not promoting uh, you know other sports that they should all work together or anything. We never had that sort of rant on Track Talk this year. That's true. Never <laughs> once. <laughs> Uh, on the Marine South scoreboard from last night, we had nothing. No sports were really going on around the area. Most people had off, and if they didn't had off, they, they got off because of the storms. Uh, that moved through West Georgia and Central Georgia and South Georgia yesterday and Alabama and all that. So anything that was scheduled was canceled. Um, so nothing on the Marine South scoreboard from last night. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar for this weekend, tonight we have girls and boys basketball. Bowden at Green Forest. Christian at 6. This is all the girls lineup. Central at Southwest Whitfield. Fannin County at Harrelson County. Midtown at Villarica. And a Daresville at Bremen. On the boys side, Christian Heritage at Bowden. Central at Southeast Whitfield. Fannin County at Harrelson County. Mount Zion at uh, Muhammad. Midtown at Villarica. And a Daresville at Bremen. Your Saturday slate for basketball. Girls, we are going to start off with Atlanta Classical, uh, better known as Atlanta Symphony Orchestra at Bowden. Praise Academy at Harrelson Academy. Bremen at Temple. Villarica at Central. And Callaway at Hurd. On the boys' slate, Praise Academy at Harrelson County. Mount Zion at Pepperell. Bremen at Temple. Villarica at Central. And Callaway at Hurd County. And then college basketball, we have UW at Montevideo. Uh, boys and girls. Boys are going for like a five or six game win streak uh, there tonight or on Saturday. On the Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollar segment, uh, Billy went a perfect three and zero last week. Three I went zero last week. I went two and one. Uh, so we start off the season five and one overall. We will get Billy's pick later on today. We will post it on our little Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollars uh, graphic. I got Julius or, or Julius Randall, excuse me, uh, twenty five points or more tonight versus Washington. I have Illinois as a five and a half point favorite versus Michigan State tonight in basketball, and then I have Jordan Spieth with a top ten finish at the Sony Open this weekend uh, out there in Hawaii. Beautiful, beautiful uh, background, and I believe Jordan Spieth is either second or third right now. Time for another cup of coffee. Presented to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Last night in the TM5's Daily Fantasy League, Luka Doncic takes the number one spot with 35 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists. Every single time I see his stat line, I regret more and more that the Hawks traded Trey Young for Luka Doncic because that guy yeah. is an absolute yeah. monster. It, yep. It, it, uh, it kills me. And I think that will be one of those forever storylines. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I, I don't know if it'll be as bad as Babe Ruth getting traded from the Red Sox, but it's going to go down yeah. as, as a, a trade that we definitely most certainly lost. Yeah, uh, and that and uh, the, just the what could have been, like the Falcons drafting Justin Fields like they should have Yeah, uh, and trying to hold on to it, an aging quarterback one extra year. Yeah, just the, the what could have been in Atlanta. Man, we, we could write a book of what could have been in Atlanta sports. It's sort of a it's sort of a story. I, I'm, I'm glad the Bulldogs have two national championships and the Braves have one recent World Series to sort of erase some of those what-if moments in Atlanta sports. But it's it's definitely a big part of Atlanta sports, and I think the, the Luka-Trey trade is going to go down in the category of what-ifs for Atlanta sports. Uh, coming in at number two yesterday, Robert Lewandowski with one goal on four shots for Barcelona 
as they defeat Real Vitesse in the Spanish Super Cup and go on to face Real Madrid on Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo comes in and last last night because he did not play. He was a game-time scratch. Uh, speaking of Luka Doncic, the Mavs Luka Doncic shines in a clutch performance last night, outduels LeBron in a double overtime win. Like we said, 35 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, triple-double from Luka Doncic. Uh, the aforementioned. And he can beat LeBron. Yeah, he can. Which we can't do. We cannot do. We're 0 2 against him this year. We haven't figured out how to beat yeah. LeBron. And the Lakers are not good. And I, they're not good at all. But we, but I don't know. It, it's one of those things. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's terribly frustrating. Uh, Ravens' Lamar Jackson says the knee is unstable, like we mentioned before. Tyler Huntley will be the one who is starting for the Ravens this weekend. Uphill battle for them. The Patriots are searching for an offensive coordinator. They are in talks to extend Jared Mayo. Is it time for Bill Belichick to hang up his coaching shoes up in up in uh, Patriot land, you think, Matt? Yeah, I, man, I saw a graphic the other day that said that Bill Belichick is a 500, has a 500 record in three seasons without Brady. And I, I'm afraid that that speaks volumes. Like, I don't want to say that Belichick was never a good coach and it was always Brady, but you got... I mean, of, you just look at it, take it for what it is at face value, and me being a Bucks fan, trying not to look at this biasly, but you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame coach. They split, and the Hall of Fame quarterback takes a team that has missed the playoffs for 13 consecutive years to a Super Bowl, and three seasons in, they've got three consecutive playoff appearances and a Super Bowl, and the Hall of Fame coach has a 500 record. Uh, without the Hall of Fame quarterback. So I think I'm going to let that speak for itself. Uh, but, yes, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm thinking about hanging it up before it gets worse. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Uh, LSU has upped its security after fans of Olivia Dunn disrupt a gymnastics meet. Uh, so Olivia Dunn is a gymnast at LSU who has a huge, huge following on TikTok, 6.7 million people. And apparently people showed up. She was injured this past weekend for a gymnastics meet. And hundreds of thousands of people showed up and uh, sort of were chanting her name the entire time at the gymnastics meet while these other gymnasts were trying to compete. And they had giant life-size cutouts of, of Olivia. And they had, what else did they have? They had big posters and stuff. And they were all chanting and everything. So LSU is going to up its security uh, centered around their, their gymnastics team, especially when they go on the road. They were on the road for this event and didn't have their normal security detail that they have at home. But that's um that's one, I guess that's one sport that I never thought would have to have a massive amount of security. But uh, gymnastics meets are going to start, you know, having a big security detail at LSU. Yeah, well, that's LSU's fault because this girl did not become famous last night. No, they've had time to prepare for this uh, as her popularity swells. Um, and is not not headed back the other direction anytime soon. So, not the, especially not after that ESPN uh, article. That her her popularity is going to soar even more. I didn't see the ESPN article, but I you know I I know who she is. I know of her. Uh, I can't say I'm familiar with her content, if you know what I mean. But um, I'm certainly aware of who she is uh, and how she became famous. I do have a TikTok account, um, 
and that I use mostly to share videos with you and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Most of our videos are just but, racing videos, eye racing videos that are yeah, funny. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of all over the place. But uh, <laughs> my for you page on TikTok is the greatest thing ever because I genuinely have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, this is LSU's fault problem monster they created. I guess it's a good problem to have. Uh, and that probably depends on who you ask and uh, what their religious affiliation is. But at the same time, um, it brings attention to a pro- like. I I can't imagine what the the TV ratings for LSU volleyball or I'm sorry gymnastics. That's Wisconsin. Like. You're thinking Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Um, for the uh, for the past couple of years versus now, so um, I guess no no press is bad press, right? I mean, do you I guess agree? so. I mean, that's kind of my line of thought. It's, if it brings attention and popularity to the program, uh, let it be the monster it is. Um, but yeah, the, this is their problem. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll they'll figure out a way to handle it with all the uh, all the press and attention they're getting. Uh, Matt, all Triple A ballparks will use electronic strike zones in 2023. I'm all for it. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, that does not replace a live umpire. But the batter has the ability to challenge a ball or strike call should they feel that it was missed. Um, and and the electronic uh, video will review the pitch and, and reverse or confirm the call. Am I, am I correct in that line of thought? I believe you are. Uh, I try not to do anything baseball-related until at least May uh, because if I start now, I will be overloaded by the time the baseball season is over in December of this year. Uh, so that's that's more that's more a Billy's wheelhouse question. Uh, I try to ignore baseball until we hit like a ninety degree day, and then I'm like, all right, it's baseball yeah. season now. Okay. All right, <laughs> I, I'm with you. It, it is a summer sport. Um, if I'm not mistaken, which I very well could be, uh, I I think that's the the parameters which were laid out for this. Uh, so say robot umpires and all the the baseball old school guys get all rah, 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 you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but i think this is not replacing a live umpire if you're if you're a traditional baseball fan uh it's simply the ability uh, a tool to be used to correct a missed call yes which, so you know, i got the if ar- your batters in the batter's box you'll always agree with yeah, it looks like the auto, the automatic balls and strike system, commonly referred to as ABS, will be deployed in two different ways. Half of Class AAA, they will be the games will be played with all of the calls determined by an electronic strike zone. The other half will be played with an ABS challenge system, similar to okay, that okay. used in professional tennis. Uh, each team will be allowed three challenges per game, with the teams retaining challenges in cases when they are proved correct. MLB's intention is to use the data and feedback from both systems over the full slate of games to make an informed future decision. Yeah, okay, so they're doing, they are doing robot umpires for half of the games, but um, I I would like to see the, the second version with the three challenges win out with the live umpire. I think that's the way to go. Um, if I was in charge of baseball, A, it'd be run a lot better, and B, that's what I would do. Um, but who knows what Bud Selig's doing? Uh, is Bud Selig still the? Is that right? No, no. That's not right. Who yes, is it? Is. It's no. Not... Uh, no, that's not right. It's he's been replaced by that other guy uh, that took the All Star game away from Atlanta 
for, from peer pressure. Oh, my God. Uh, my mind just went blank. Yeah, I know. I can see his face because I want to punch it, but I can't think of his name. Um, <laughs> uh, Rob Manfred. Uh, anyways. That, Manfred. Yes, Rob Manfred. There yeah, is. that guy. Um, if I replaced that guy, baseball would be fixed in a day. Well, uh, and that would be the the route I go. Yeah, I got a, I got we'll a lot see, of ideas we'll on see. how to fix baseball, but I don't th- I don't think baseball we'll purists would like it. No, no, your idea of fixing baseball is killing it. Um, <laughs> uh, irreparable damage. You'll be, I'm giving you a lifetime. The day I'm MLB commissioner, you're getting a lifetime suspension <laughs> <laughs> for ideas ideas detrimental to the game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, my ideas but, um, would bring baseball into the TikTok era of uh, society. Nope, 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 not <laughs> happening. Baseball purist. I, as much as I want to see the game succeed and grow, I am a baseball purist at heart. Um, so, but I, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I'm along for the ride. I'm going to watch regardless of what they do. Every Braves game that I have the ability to watch will be on my TV. It's just, it is what it is. So, yep. Um, I have opinions, but ultimately they don't matter. I'm still going to watch. Yep. Yep. Uh, and finally, today in 1982, Hank Aaron, who's the greatest baseball player to ever do it, and Frank Robinson, another amazing, amazing MLB player, uh, both were elected to the Hall of Fame. Hank Aaron and Frank Robinson elected to the Hall of Fame, same year, same day. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And both. Both well-deserving of it, um, but emphasis on the Hank Aaron being the greatest player to ever play. Yep, greatest ball player. Greatest ball player to ever yeah. play the game. Matt, you got any final thoughts, man? Uh, I don't. Um, uh, one thing we didn't cover. That, oh, yeah, uh, sorry. I, I said, yeah, I said I'd the, let you cover it, and then I completely forgot. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's just a news headline that yesterday Kevin Harvick announced his retirement. Um that would be a big deal, even if it didn't directly um, relate to my life. Um, but it does. I've had the, the pleasure and good fortune to be even the smallest part of a Hall of Fame career. Uh, he'll go down as one of the best to ever do it. He's going to run this season uh, until his contract's up, and then he's going to go do something else, which he has a lot going on on the side anyway. So not surprising, not shocking. He's been doing this for... Uh, as long as Tom Brady, and but this isn't—I don't think this is a Brady fake retirement. I think uh, he's actually gonna go be invested in his son's the business side of KHI. So, wish him all the best and thank him for making me a lot of money with race wins. <laughs> <for> the last <laughs> last uh, six, five, six years. This will be a sixth year uh, for me at SHR. So. And a new role, um, too. Yeah, yep, a new role. Um, uh, for those who don't know, I'll be the uh, the tire guy on the 41 car with Ryan Priest. I'll go to all the races, and every time you see a, a tire on Ryan Priest's car, that means I did a good job at my job. So uh, if you see a, a tire not on Ryan, now to be clear, anybody to clarify, I'm not on the pit, the tire's on the car. Uh, but I get them from Goodyear and prepare them and set them up how the crew chief and engineers want and make sure that when the pit crew goes over the wall, the tire they're taking with them is the correct tire in the correct location and prepared accordingly. And uh, we were talking, you know, <clears throat> before this podcast started, Track Talk will be returning. I believe we are earmarking probably the week of February 6th through 10th as our first uh, Track Talk of the year. So we will break down 
all of the off-season moves for all three of the major, uh, uh, you know, racing divisions that we cover, plus Matt's big, uh, big career announcement. Uh, but until then, we will see you on Monday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake them! Shake your neighbor! <laughs>